Hello, and welcome to the latest How to Invest podcast. The subject today is demystifying tax on investments and assets. I'm Sam Barker, and I'm joined by Interactive Investors Head of Pensions and Savings, Becky O'Connor. This podcast will cover some of the major points about the tax due on investments and assets, but which you can't admit you don't already know. There's nothing wrong with not knowing because over the years we've constructed a very complicated tax system in this country. It changes a lot and only accountants can be expected to keep tabs on all of it all the time. So to get started, there are a lot of optimists out there when it comes to tax because a question we are often asked is, are there any tricks for keeping my investments tax free? So Becky, what do you make of people who would ask this question, please? What would you say to them? There are some ways you can help keep your investments tax-free. So besides the um, obvious, or maybe not so obvious, um, given given the title of this podcast, um, you can use up your allowances on ISAs and SIPs. That's, they're the obvious ways. Um, and your partners too. But there's also something called BED and ISA. It refers to the process where you sell investments held in a trading account and you buy them back through the ISA. So you no longer have to pay income tax or capital gains tax on what were previously taxable investments. Um, If your capital gain is more than the £12,300 CGT allowance at the point you sell your investments from your trading account, you will have to pay some um, capital gains tax. But then once the holdings are inside your ISA, then future gains are tax-free. And also, of course, don't forget your pension annual allowance of £40,000 for any investments you're happy to leave in place until you retire. And another question we are often asked is, do I have to pay stamp duty on all my share trades? So what would you say to people who have that question, please? Actually, it's only shares in UK incorporated companies that have a UK-based share register um, on which you have to pay stamp duty. Um, And for those, you pay 0.5%, which doesn't sound like much. Um, It's a fairly low percentage. Um, But obviously, if you're you're buying more, then you're paying more. Um, So £1,000 of shares will cost you £5. Um, You don't pay stamp duty on shares bought in a market outside the UK, and you don't pay it on... ETFs, AIM-listed shares, gilts or corporate bonds either. Do we have to pay tax on our dividends as well as investment income? I'm afraid so. Um, If your investments are held outside an ISA um, and your dividend payments are above um, the annual allowance of uh, £2,000 a year, it's currently £2,000 a year, um, then uh, yes. Um, So above the allowance, you would pay 7.5% dividend tax if you're a basic rate taxpayer. uh, And then it goes right up to 32.5% if you're a higher rate taxpayer and 38.1% for additional rate taxpayers. Um, And a reminder that dividend payments from investments held within an ISA are not taxable. And we should also talk a little bit about capital gains tax. This is obviously the levy due when you sell something that has increased in value. But what do we need to pay capital gains tax on? Capital gains tax is a very complicated tax. Um, could win the prize for being the most complicated tax. Um, but when it comes to investments, um, CGT of 10% um, for basic rate taxpayers is payable and it's 20% for higher rate taxpayers. Um, this is due on any gain you make. So it's not the total value of the investment. It's the gain above the CGT allowance of £12,300 currently. Um, and couples can pull their allowance. Capital gains applies to other assets too, like property, so that's buy-to-lets, business premises, land or inherited property. 
Um, and if it's a gift to your husband, wife, civil partner or a charity, you don't need to pay the tax. Uh, tax relief can apply if the property is a business asset. And if the property is occupied by a dependent relative, you might not need to pay CGT either. Um, and it's also important to remember that capital losses can be carried forward um, from previous years to reduce your capital gain in the current year. Um, one to remember when you're doing your tax return. And because CGT is obviously not a blanket tax, it doesn't apply to every instance where you sell something for profit. Um, we do occasionally get asked questions like, can I avoid capital gains tax if I buy antiques and jewellery and then sell them and, and make some money? Um, so this is uh, obviously a slightly quirky end of, of CGT. But what, what's, what happens to people in that instance, please? Well, it, there doesn't seem to be any rhyme or reason to um, what is and isn't counted for capital gains in the realm of personal possessions, but you, you can remember it um, if you try hard enough. So as a general rule, possessions are taxed unless they are the kind of possessions that generally decline in value. Um, that's a general distinction there, um, but it doesn't always apply. So furniture, paintings, jewellery, machinery and collectibles are all liable for CGT. Um, but here are the exceptions. Private cars, antique clocks, caravans, pleasure boats and wine. Surely three pandemic goods there. Uh, they're all exempt. Um, and that's even if they defy expectations and grow in value. Yeah, uh, really interesting. Okay, that's good to know. And um, when it comes to our pensions, what tax do we pay on pension income? So uh, when you come to draw your pension, um, you can take your 25% tax-free lump sum at the age of 55. After you've taken your 25% tax-free amount, um, then pension income um, is treated like normal income, actually, as you draw it, and you're taxed accordingly. Um, so Beyond retirement age, uh, most people tend to pay basic rate tax, um, even if they were a higher rate taxpayer while they were earning. Um, and clearly, it depends on um, on how much income you're taking from your pension pot. And um, that's something that you can have some degree of control over. Um, and, and one reason to take control of it is indeed to make sure you don't pay more income tax than you need to um, once you've started drawing your pension. So can I reclaim tax if I think I've overpaid? Uh, yes, you can reclaim tax if you think that in previous years you've overpaid it, you'll be pleased to hear. So um, there is a form on the HMRC website, not very well advertised, so you have to know what you're looking for. It's the R40 form. And you can claim back tax refunds for up to four previous tax years. So that would be going back to 2016-2017. Thank you, Becky. That wraps up this episode of How to Invest. And thank you for listening. If you have any questions about investing, you can send them to me at sam.barker at ii.co.uk or message us on all the usual social media channels. Mm-hmm.